Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we've got another sponsor to tell you about, Phil Supreme. They're a nationally recognized brand who offer only the very highest quality of natural supplements. Their extensive range includes a range of medicinal mushrooms, nootropics, anti-aging products, gut support products, green powders, vitamins, and much more. Yep, they've worked with fighters from all the top promotions, including UFC, Bellator, brave and cage warriors with a solid reputation of providing results. So check them out on Instagram, which is at Phil underscore Supreme or their website, www.philsupreme.co.uk and make sure you use the code MMAFAN for a cool 15% off your first order. Don't say we don't spoil you. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin, sitting opposite me via the means of Zoom, Blake Harrison. We should get a sponsorship from Zoom, shouldn't we? We should, shouldn't we? We mention them all the time. I know, I yeah. know. Come on, Zoom. Uh, yeah, come on, Zoom. Give us, <laughs> give us some cash. Give us some money. <laughs> just, we just want to keep doing this little, little thing that we do, you know, yeah. for a laugh, but... I'd like to get a little bit of money for it, that's all. Is exactly. that too much to ask? No, it's not, mate. I think they're being very selfish. Stingy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we openly encourage everybody to, at Zoom, um, <laughs> give Blake and Stu some hard cash. Um, <laughs> hard cash. None of that soft cash. No, none of no, that soft cash. None of that hard stuff. Cash. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, so how are you anyway, mate? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. I'm loving this. Um, also, how you been? Yeah, I've been fine. We've done five of these episodes uh, in the last uh, 24 hours. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're certainly up to speed with what each other's been up to. But thanks for the, uh, the, the, the pretend interest. But uh, I mean, just done, done one of them shrugs like, couldn't really give a shit. Well, you just spat that back in my face. I was trying to be all nice and polite. And you're like, no, fuck you, mate. I don't care anymore. I've seen too much of your face. So, the reason we've seen way too much of each other's faces is because we have been um, recording stacks and stacks of episodes uh, with Cage Warriors fighters ahead of this weekend's Double Trouble extravaganza, 10th and 11th of December at York Hall and obviously on Fight Pass as well. We so far have recorded and released episodes with Oban Elliott. Can't recommend that um, chat enough. That's um, that's a real heart on sleeve natter, isn't it, Blake? What was my name? 
Black. 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 Um, yeah, no, the Open Elliot chat was fantastic. A really, really great chat. And then we've also uh, been talking to George Hardwick. Uh, we've spoken, you're still laughing. Uh, we've spoken uh, with Sam Creasy, who's defending his flyweight Cage Warriors title against Luke Shanks. If you haven't heard those, that's really interesting because those two are fighting each other on Saturday the 11th. And that's the first time we've had two fighters on in quick succession that are actually competing against each other. So that's really interesting because also, if you don't know, there is controversy to the first fight. This is a rematch. And in the first fight that was for the vacant flyweight belt, um, Sam Creasy won by third round guillotine. And then after the fight, um, there was some footage that came out of an alleged phantom tap by Sam Creasy in the first round. So Luke Shanks and all of his supporters are saying that Sam Creasy tapped and he's the rightful champion. Sam Creasy and all of his fans are saying that 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 tap didn't happen. But just having said that, they are still very respectful with each other. There's no huge like bad blood there going on or anything, but there's still a really interesting listen to get both sides of that story. Uh, But today, we've got a returning guest, a guy who we interviewed before his um, middleweight title uh, uh when he was contending for the middleweight title and he won that strap against uh Natias frederick uh and he's back on the show today as the champ as the, the middleweight champ. champion of the world going into his first title defense against jitati milan uh at cage warriors 131 that's the friday night card uh and he's headlining that in front of a crowd and he hasn't fought in front of a crowd for a while so uh yeah we're very very excited to have the meme king <laughs> Matt the Beast Bonner back on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. And before we jump onto that episode as well, we've mentioned some of the Cage Warriors uh, fighters that we've interviewed recently. Also, check out the fallback catalogue and subscribe to ensure that you miss you don't miss out on any future episodes. But just to sort of name a few as well, just to give you a quick heads up, if this is your first time listening, we've spoke to the likes of Dan Hardy, Mark Goddard, Derek Brunson, Ian Gary, Paddy the Baddy, Molly McCann... Tyron Woodley. Who else? Alexander Volkanovsky, the featherweight champion of the world. And oh my God, what a fight he had with Brian Ortega earlier in the year. That was incredible. Um, uh, who oh, else? I'll tell you what, subscribe because sooner or later we have recorded an episode with Muay Thai legend Liam Harrison and he delivers an incredible story about Brian Ortega. Uh, we're not going to say anything more but subscribe so you don't miss that episode because there's a little bit of crackers gold there about um liam training with uh brian ortega and and just yeah it was a real a real surprise that one so that's an episode you don't want to miss so there's your reason to subscribe if you've not done that already but let's get to dave guest on blake go on you do it ladies and gentlemen here is the meme king himself matt Matt, the Beast Bonner, the champ, the champ, middleweight champion of the world. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing well, mate. I've kind of just finished off the last day of training, pretty much, um, for the next fight, uh, next Friday in London. So I'm pleased and feeling good. I'm feeling ready for ready for the fight. Brilliant. So what was today? Was it like like pads, wrestling? What, what was it you were focusing on today? 
I started doing some kind of boxing pads uh, and then moved on to some really like wrestling and MMA type grappling, um, wall wrestling, cage wrestling, stuff like that. It was quite low key at this point. It's just to get moving and, and get the brain working a little bit, but I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a really good session. Where was that, Matt? Have you, is that, sorry, has that been over in Liverpool or? Well, yeah, yeah, that was at Next Generation this morning. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And how are you feeling the week before your first title defence? I'm feeling good. I mean, uh, last week I was a little bit ill. That kind of wrote me off for four or five days. So I've actually come in this week feeling really, really fresh, um, which has kind of been the silver lining. Well, last week I had a little bit of the norovirus, I think, and I was um, a little bit wrote off, felt really fatigued for four or five days. But say so I've come in um, Monday this week and, and just felt great. And like I said before, really ready to get in there and, and defend this title for the first time. Does that feel any different? You're defending the belt. Does it feel different at all? No, I think if anything, and I kind of alluded to this. If I, if you know, if I was going to win the title beforehand, uh, I feel like the pressure's been been taken off to a certain extent. Um, to, to to win the Cage Warriors title, that was a dream. It was a bucket list thing for me. I've, I've been fighting Cage Warriors for a, you know, a good long time, and I wanted the belt. Now I've got it. It's not. It's not like I can take my foot off the pedal or anything, but it's. I've I've got it. I've done it. I've achieved it. Um, and so yeah, I do I do feel like that the pressure is is lower than it initially was for the for the Frederick fight. And if if you get the the the, the win next week, Matt, and you know anybody that's got that that Cage Warriors strap around their around their waist, the, the UFC are never too far uh, away from that. Is something is that something that you're interested in in, in moving into if the opportunity presents itself? Yeah, certainly. Um, I, I think that's what's kind of been come up a lot for, for this fight camp is, you know, and it's not it's not to say, like I said, I've took the foot off the pedal at all, but you no, know, am I as motivated for this fight that I was for the last fight? And the answer is probably not. I mean, I'm defending something I've already got. It's not like I'm, you know, I'm king of the hill now. And before I wasn't, and you're always hungrier climbing the mountain than you are if you're already on top of it. So I am looking for that, that new challenge, whether that's the UFC. Um, I am actually thinking of dropping down to welterweight after this fight and and, and having a go at that as well. So if that opportunity came up, uh, that would be fantastic. But certainly after this fight, I'd like a, a new challenge and something to really kind of take me to the next level. So what have you what have you found? How have you replaced that motivation? I think it's for me. It's staying disciplined. I mean, there is days and weeks, and maybe a month sometimes that you don't want to train. It's it's tough getting punched in the face every morning and sparring and grappling and whatnot. It's super tough, but it's it's that discipline of this is a profession, this is a job, this isn't something you know you do because it's fun or anything like that. Although you know it, it is, it's one of the main things is I want to accomplish things, and I'm only gonna. Know, accomplish them if I stay on the ball and, and get up every morning and train or eat the right nutrition, go to sleep you know, at the right time at night. And it, It's not about being motivated, it's, it's about being being disciplined and, and staying on the ball when it comes to this sort of thing. And, and I guess 
more importantly, that 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 hunger has to be there. And I, you know, through, through watching Rocky three and knowing that when you know he's he's got that belt and he's got that newfound celebrity, uh, and you know all of them things are being thrown his way. You know, for for people that follow you on social media, you know you've took celebrity in your stride, Matt. You know, we've seen you opening Greg's and we've seen you doing <laughs> open top bus. <laughs> <laughs> around your hometown has uh, has that been Mar? i mean i take it there's no paparazzi here at the moment are we, are we in a safe space to talk i just had a flick outside i was kind of moving the curtains around <laughs> and yeah, i think we're gonna be all right but no, i'm from warrington which is a big town but no one no, no one cared before no one cared now really so <laughs> oh man, no, I thought you had like a sponsorship deal with Greg. You were just walking past, getting like vegan sausage rolls thrown at you, and you were just catching and be like, hey guys, how's it going? Getting the old finger guns out and just, you know, down Warrington High Street. Not yet. Oh, Not yet. Wonderful. Not yet. Not yet. Well, one really special thing that has happened for you is you got married, right? That was right, yeah, I got married. Um, it was kind of early October time, which was the reason why I didn't compete on the last trilogy, or one of the reasons, one of them being I'd had quite a busy fight year up to that point. And then, mm-hmm. um, obviously, the, the main thing being that I had, um, I was getting married. And, yeah, it was, it was a lovely day, actually. It, it, it went really nicely. And I'm, I'm horrible, mate. If people are around my house for, like, more than two hours, I start kind of thinking, you, you should be going home now, really. I <laughs> mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skidt af alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. Jeg vil ikke være te. Når du er rundt around people for the whole day, you know, it, it, but it var alright, det var nice. Og det var kind of, you know, even though me and Leslie had been dating for quite a while before then, it was about the first kind of time her family and my family kind of properly mixed for again for that amount of time and it was no we, we both really enjoyed it no but there was one notable absentee wasn't there there was your your twin brother uh i hear didn't didn't make it 
He, was, he was quite busy, though. Did he? Was the excuse he, valid? Tell us what he was doing. Yeah, he had a good excuse. I, I still think he kind of he set that fight up on that day. He was thinking, <laughs> you know, I've got better things to do than be eating wedding cake all day. But no, he had. A, he was he was competing for a European title. Uh, he's a Thai boxer, very high level Thai boxer. So he's competing over in London for a European title, and um, and he won thankfully. Uh, but he was he, he was good not to be there, honestly, and. I was disappointed that he wasn't there, but then, of course, there was that understanding of, um, no, I can't stop him um, fulfilling his dreams, and he would never do the same for me. So it was, it was just something unfortunate that happened. But I had a great wedding day, and he won his fight, and so it was, it was a brilliant day all round. Did you have a cardboard cut out of him floating around? Yeah, you yeah, did. <laughs> that's right. Yes, and it, it's funny actually because I ended up taking this cardboard cutting home. And I thought, what I'll do, I've got a gym like 30 seconds away from my house that I own that I run with Dan. And I said, what I'll do is I'm going to put this cardboard cut out right in front of the door. So when people, when Dan unlocks the door, he's going to open this door and it's going to be this cardboard cut out of himself standing right in front of him. But I forgot that I'd put it there. I've ended up going and opening the door first and and I've been scared by this fucking cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, you know, I kind of played myself a little bit there, but uh, well, the cardboard car is still in the gym somewhere. It's been tucked away. These little these little eyes follow you around everywhere on the cardboard cut out, so we've had to stick it somewhere <laughs> and keep it out of the way. <laughs> I mean, just to sort of touch on uh, next gen again. I mean, what a year it's been for, for, for that gym. Mm. Obviously, you getting the strap. You know, we've seen you know Paddy and, and Molly doing their thing. What's the what's the what's the vibe like in there at the moment, Matt? It's a great atmosphere. I mean, every gym. As it's ups and downs, but like you've alluded to, for, for next gen, this has probably been their most successful year in terms of, you know, Paddy's had a fantastic showcase over there, and Molly's done really well. She signed a new contract and uh, and whatnot. It looks like she's just uh, announced she's got a, a new opponent for next year for March. I think yeah. uh, the UFC are going to do a, a show in in London at, around that time. So it's been a really strong year for them. Uh, obviously, you know, Cage Warriors again as well. I won the belt and they had some other, you know, fantastic results on there. So it, it's a good atmosphere, but it's been a good, a good atmosphere since I've been there. Um, you know, since I joined kind of just um, probably like two and a half years ago. Um, it's been, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great gym and they have great results because the coaching staff are so, so experienced and so on the ball and that dribbles down to all of us. So... Hopefully next year will be better and the year after that will be even better. But it's yeah, certainly for them this will be especially with 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 you know our big paddy is gonna blow up, he's gonna be an absolute superstar probably by the end of next year. So you know, up and up and um, I always say Paddy and, and Molly and whatnot, they they paved the way for for me and everybody else who wants to get to the UFC. You know, the the, the, the spotlight shined on them and then it kind of flicks over to who else is is, is in the gym and you know, that's me and Adam Cullen and you know and Nathan Fletcher and, and everybody else who's, who's on the way up as well. Yeah, I mean, let's go back to the night you won the belt because we were there. We were there watching live, and there was there was no crowd. It was quite an incredible uh, uh, few nights at that at that trilogy. But obviously, particularly for you winning the belt off of Natias Fredericks. Um, it was a hard fight, though, right? I mean, we, when we were watching it live there, I mean, it, it was a performance that seemed to be the embodiment, particularly from your side, of, of heart and determination. I mean, Fredericks looks like he hits like a truck. I don't know how you took some of those shots, but you never gave in. And then the opportunity came up to get that submission in, in round four, that rear naked choke. You took it. How... 
how looking back on that fight, how how was the fight for you? And then afterwards, how were the emotions after getting that belt? The the fight was was like you said was extremely tough. That is probably the toughest fight in my career. It's the first time I've had to do anything past three rounds as well because obviously championship rounds are a five fives. Thankfully, we didn't have to go into the fifth, um, but it was tough. And I think obviously I was feeling that little bit of pressure coming in because, like I've said, it was the the dream to win the cage Royce belt. And I think Frederick's very good, very strong, very powerful. But I do I do think I've I I made that fight quite quite hard and made the wrong decision sometimes um, you know shooting in for the same double leg takedown and and not really adjusting the game plan um, but, but like you said it, it, it was it was a little bit of show of courage for me to kind of just carry on because well, from the round I think I probably won every round and I obviously had the 8-10 round when you threw the illegal knee um, but I, I think if we'd gone into that fifth that, that could have been that was dangerous I was exhausted I was I was so tired. I, I remember I'd locked up the rear naked choke and he tapped and I remember walking off and I had Chris Lamb, he was the, the doctor run up and he kind of asked you how you are and how you're feeling. And I said, Listen, just I'm okay, I'm not hurt, I can cuss, I just need to sit down and I plonked myself down and I just got, got, got my breath. Um tough fight, tough opponent, very intense opponent as well. I've never I've never been in a cage with someone who was as, as tense as, as as Frederick was. Um, normally any any kind of fighter no, if you ask me I, I want to win the fight as quick as possible um, and if I have to hurt my opponent in the process I'll do it but it's not something I'll kind of take pleasure in doing where Frederick I felt like he, he wants to finish the fight as, as violently as he can he wants to do your damage he doesn't just want to win the fight he wants to destroy you and I could certainly feel that kind of bouncing off him that intensity and I think that almost threw me out a little bit it's, it was a little bit of a shock I, I re-watched the fight and uh this morning and 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 even that kind of aggression and uh and and kind of i don't know it's, it, well i should sort of phrase it as ill will but even once you'd you'd beaten him he didn't want to play ball did he you you went to to shake his hand and yeah. and he didn't seem particularly keen to, to, to kind of embrace or, or, or to congratulate you on your win and like what what was said in them moments because it, you know it, it looked like there was some words exchanged like was you know what what was said I'm, I'm not really kind of I'm not sure what his big um, big the big fuss was I mean if anything Frederick had, he'd hit me with the illegal knee um, in, in the second round I believe uh, yeah but he, he, like if I'd have lost that fight it would have been I, I always think it's a handshake before the fight and it's a handshake after the fight. You don't need to go up to your opponent and pick them up and you know lift a hand up or anything like that, but you, you show a level of respect and that's what makes it different to a street fight or or something like that. But you know, he, he didn't really seem to want to engage in any of that. I actually I went back after the show, we went back to the hotel and I was standing um, in front of the elevator with my S&C coach, Paul Reed, and he turned to me and he said, wouldn't it be funny now if this elevator door opened and it was Frederick. And I was like, no, that wouldn't be funny, but never mind. And then the elevator door opened and it was like Frederick. No and, and I said, I said, I'm not going in there. I said, I, I, I don't, I can't work out if he's going to do anything. I'm not going in there. And Frederick went, no, come in, come in, come in. And so I was like, okay. So, <laughs> so I walked in and I was looking at Paul Reed and I was like, listen, 
if this kicks off, I, I've just fought four rounds. I'm goosed. There's nothing left in me. So if this guy kicks off, you're, I'm hiding behind you. You're looking after me now. <laughs> um, but nothing happened. I got. I think I got off at the third floor and then Paul Reed had to go up to the fifth floor with them and I, I, I ran back to my hotel room and hid for the night. <laughs> <laughs> Did anything get said in the elevator? No, it was, it was, you kind of wish it was because it was that uncomfortable kind of like tapping and like, so he beckoned you in he said uh, come in so you would you would think he's gonna say yeah. mate i'm sorry about not shaking mm. around or like or, or even if he was gonna say something that was like come on let's rematch because you know i had you <laughs> saying yeah. anything is better what than is saying better? nothing yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're stuck in the hotel room as well for the last three days so you can't even say like oh the weather's not very good is it <laughs> weather's not very good out there so you, there's no small talk opportunity or anything so you just like Let's just hope I don't get sucker punched in the back of the head, <laughs> and I'm going to go to my hotel room and then stay there for the rest <laughs> for the rest of the time I'm at the hotel. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. 
So it, it's a strange fight. It's it's something about to kind of get my head around a little bit. It's you know it's being patient. He's very patient. It's about matching his patience. It's not about going in there and trying to take his space and and trying to be too aggressive because that's exactly what he wants you to do. And then he'll drop his level and come in for a takedown or throw a big overhand left. So it, it is tricky. He's a bit of a banana peel. This fella, he could he, he could trip you could trip up on him. He's he's not to be taken lightly at all. Um, and that's kind of that's good because that switches you on in camp and whatnot. But I mean, he's not fought for a year. You, you don't know what he's done in that year. Is he mm. has he dosed off? Has he been you know messing about? You know, doing what what, what everybody else did? Is sat on the sofa and, 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 and you know and eat too much food over COVID lockdown? Or has he been in the gym training, getting better, working on his grappling? Um, the answer to that is I have no idea, and um, that's that's been the tricky thing about this camp. What, what's he going to bring to the table? It's a, it's a very awkward style. And have you had to include anything to improve your situation if it does go into those championship rounds? I mean, you had that ex- experience against Natias. Yeah. Do you? Has there been any changes in this camp so that you know if it gets to rounds four, rounds five, your cardio is good to go? Not really. I, I think the problem with the Frederick fight is that I was wasting a lot of energy. Um, I was shooting him for that takedown constantly, and every time he, he was sprawling, and he's you know if he's, you you've got a big fellow like Frederick sprawling on top of you, that's 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 chipping away at your energy system the whole time. So you know, I've done plenty of five five minute rounds in the gym when we're sparring, you know, doing our sparring rounds and whatnot. Um, we do that really as, as like a minim, minimum in the gym. Even the amateur will spar four fives or five five minute rounds. So I know my gas tanks there. Uh, I know the skill skill sets there. It's just about not getting drawn in to my lands fight and and me being patient and and, and and using those five rounds. The best thing about the five rounds is you know you, you've got five rounds to gather information and adjust the game plan if you need to. It doesn't have to be done in the first two or three rounds. It's you know this is probably going to be a five five-minute five round fight. And I guess one of the big differences uh, this time is, well, hopefully, um, all, all sorts of things seem to be unfolding in the news at the moment, but there's going to be a crowd there. Looking forward to yeah. fighting in front of people again? I am, surprisingly. Um, it, it's not that the crowd ever kind of phased me or anything, but it was never. it never came up in terms of like, oh, I'm really going to enjoy the crowd or anything, but now, after being in lockdown, you know, I was very successful during lockdown and um, and there was no crowds and I still enjoyed fighting but it, it does add the extra dynamic and a little bit more atmosphere and I've got people travelling down from Warrington to, to come watch in London so surprisingly I am looking forward to, to there being a crowd there and uh, and hopefully kind of soaking up, soaking it up and, and just being grateful for people coming down and watching me it's a Friday night it's three hours away from Warrington and you know, people are booking hotels and booking tickets and whatnot. so I say the overall feeling from that is I'm, I'm grateful there's a crowd there and hopefully I can I can get a good result for them. Wonderful, wonderful. One of the uh, one of the other things that I've really enjoyed uh, playing out is once you got that belt, some people started calling you out. That's you, right. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a Cage Warriors San Diego card and you got called out by some American lad on that. That's right. The way you deal with these call-outs, mate, has been fantastic. Like you are one of the most underrated follows on like social media. Your your Instagram game, you've you've you're the self-proclaimed meme king. Meme and, king. Yeah, and um, but it has been really really funny. Um, how has it been to be like? People are calling your name and calling you out, and it's just giving you. It seems just a lot of laughs and loads of content. 
I love it. I, I love it. It, it. Every time one of these guys calls me, I, I always end up getting another 20, 30 followers off the back end of it. So <laughs> it's always good. Yeah, I, I love it. And like I say, those memes, they take about 30 seconds to make. Um, I, I'm not kind of a massive personality. I'm, you know, you, you talk about someone like Paddy Pimlet, and he's a big personality and he's, he's funny and he grabs your attention when he's in the room. But I, I'm just not one of those people. I'm more of the guy who's going to, you know, laugh and, and not, not, not be a part of it all, but I'm not going to be the main guy. So these kind of memes and stuff is a way that I can kind of, I suppose, bring out a little bit of my personality and, and make a few people laugh. And I don't think any of them have been overly offensive or anything like that. I, I would never kind of go after people's families or anything like that and, and anything silly. But, you know, if I can do a meme and get a few laughs and get a few follows, then I'm, I'm definitely going to definitely gonna be doing that. Wonderful. Yeah, but you have you've done it really well. Again, as you say, there's not been any, like, huge... And I must it nothing's ever got dark or family. It's all been quite quite silly stuff, but really yeah, entertaining and really it. funny. And then you you put that hand in hand with some of your more self deprecating stuff, or taking the piss out of your brother, and like copy and pasting, or like whatever, uh, photoshopping a picture of yourself on an open top bus tour, and <laughs> all these things. I I just think make it really really entertaining. I, I, I just keep doing it, man. I think it's great. I think, and this is, if I've got any kind of beef with the fella I'm fighting on Friday, Jatty Milan, it's that there's there's nothing, you you would not know that he's fighting for a world title next week. There's been no real social media. Maybe he's updated his story once or something on Instagram. There's there's nothing that's kind of built up this fight. And you know, I, I do kind of wonder why when you fight for a world title, you, you put yourself on the biggest shows in the world. You're 7-0. and oh, You know, you could be going to the UFC after this if you play your cards, right? And I don't understand why you wouldn't want to promote yourselves on these, you know, these social media kind of platforms. You know, the free doesn't cost anything. You know, these these memes and, and being in the limelight is, you know, I've got quite a lot of sponsors this time, which are kind of very hard to get. And you know, I've managed to get a lot of product and a lot of, you know, cash off these sponsors. And, and this is just because I'll post a silly meme or I'll keep people up to date on on Instagram, and it catches people's attention. So, you know, for me, if, if I can do something like that, which again takes, you know. 30 seconds of the day to do, why wouldn't you do it and, and why wouldn't you uh, build yourself up off these things? Yeah, Well, you'll have to teach me how to do all the meme stuff, mate. I've got, I've got no idea. <laughs> I'm absolutely useless at all that stuff. So we'll have to have a chat about that. Um, Matt, it's, have you got anything, Stu? No, no, I was, I was just I was just going to start thanking Matt for, uh, for giving his yeah. time up again. <clears throat> no, same, man. Yeah, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. We always enjoy your company. And I say, anyone out there that's listening to that, to this, sorry, please go and check out Matt's social media pages, particularly his Instagram. Loads of really funny stuff on there. And obviously, the main thing is, best of luck, Cage Warriors 131 on Friday the 10th. You're headlining that event against uh, Dejati Milan. For the middleweight strap. So uh, best of luck to you, mate, and hope all goes well in the lead up to and during the fight. Absolutely. Cheers, fellas. Thanks for having me on again. I appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully, I'll see you soon at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice best one. of luck, Matt. Thanks, Thanks mate. again, mate. Matt the Beast Bonner delivers yet again a joyous interview. What a top lad. Absolute top lad. Yep, brilliant. Uh, best of luck to him, as we were saying, at Cage Warriors 131. Uh, it's been a busy time for Matt. You know, he's, he's become a world champion. He's got married. He's now defending his belt. I mean, this is uh, this is going to be a year to remember for Matt the Beast Bonner, I'd imagine. 
absolutely absolutely and you know gets that W and then you know it'd be great to see Matt in the UFC that'd be amazing to see him make that that step up and, 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 and yeah and just kind of make his stamp in the UFC love to see that happen and another fighter from from next gen you know causing more waves in uh, in the UFC yeah I mean that'd be great I mean he's next gen are on an absolute tear at the moment you know as he said Molly McCann has, has signed a, a fight agreement for March we're hearing it's going to be a London card uh, you would imagine Paddy the Baddy will be on that card as well it would make all the sense in the world to get him on that card and uh, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of other British fighters on that card as, as well we, we spoke to uh, to Jai Herbert recently and he was saying that you know that that card's pretty full up as far as he's aware so it's going to be chocked full you'd imagine of uh, with British fighters so Best of luck to all of them in March, but most importantly, and first things first, best of luck to Matt Bonner. Absolutely. Um, right, I think we're done. We've, um, we're done with the Cage Warriors recordings now, aren't we? We've done, what, five in two days? Five in two days. Uh, oh, it's hard life, isn't it? It's hard. I am sick of your face, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sick of my own face. I have to look at like, I've got it on that gallery view. So I'm so have I. Like, oh, man, I'm just sick of my own face right now. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. So we hope you've enjoyed these Cage Warriors interviews. Remember, this week, I believe now, uh, Friday the 10th, uh, Matt Bonner defends his middleweight belt. George Hardwick is going up against Medi Ben Lack. Ladkar. Uh, for, uh, Easy for you to say, mate. Yeah, I know. Uh, for the uh, lightweight strap, the vacant lightweight strap that uh, Joe McCold Colgan uh, gave up a little while ago, and he will be back uh, taking on probably the winner of that fight later on, mm. maybe next year. Um, who else is on that card? Um, Oban Elliott also Oban. on that card as well. So that's a cracker. And then on Saturday at Cage Warriors 132... Uh, you've got uh, Dominic Wooding is headlining, defending his bantamweight belt, and then two of the guys that we've interviewed in the co-main event. You've got Luke Shanks and Sam Creasy, and hopefully you've heard those interviews as well. And that's on the Saturday night at Cage Warriors 132. It's Friday the 10th and Saturday the 11th of December. Cage Warriors Double Trouble. If you're not going to be there live at your call, you can check it out on UFC Fight Pass. Yes. Right. We done? We done, baby. <laughs>